Do you tend to think of your period as something that works against you? Do you get annoying symptoms, mood swings, pain, lack of energy, lack of willpower at certain times of the month? And does it sometimes feel like a curse? Well, today I'm going to hopefully change your mind about some of that. Yes, the annoying symptoms may continue to exist, but there is also amazing potential that you can harness within your menstrual cycle. So we're going to be talking about the ups and downs of your hormones, what's going on with them throughout the cycle, and then how you can recognise your own mood and energy changes throughout the month and turn that into something amazing. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life, improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at Alex Chickfit. Welcome back. This is episode 54. And today we're going to be talking all about your menstrual cycle, or more precisely, how to make it work for you. Because this is something that really changed things for me, actually. Once I realised that I could harness it rather than wishing it all away each month, it made me more productive. It meant that I tuned in more to how my body felt, tuned in more to what was going to be good for me on each particular day and at each particular time of the month. Now, I have to admit, it's a bit harder for me these days. Since I've reached my mid-40s, my period's a bit all over the place. So it is quite hard to predict now exactly where I am in my cycle, when my period's going to arrive, etc. It's turned into a little bit of a guessing game. So I, these days, just have to be a bit more nimble about it. Um, but because I had already tuned into that cycle and my moods previously, it has meant that I am better at listening into my body and using the information to actually help me. But, you know, particularly if your cycle is relatively regular, then you can really use that to plan ahead and to get more productive, to get better results out of your training, and even to do things like organise your social life a little bit better to work for you. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about what's going on with the hormones throughout your cycle, what that might actually mean for your mood and energy levels, and then how you can actually translate that into organising your month a bit better to take advantage of it. Now, we all know that oestrogen and progesterone are our key reproductive hormones. So these are the ones that are going to be managing our cycle. These are the ones that can affect our mood, our energy, can even affect our willpower. So if you've ever had that just don't care vibe while you've eaten every last thing in the house in the run up to your period, then you're going to know what I mean. I have been there for sure. So what happens in the first half of your cycle? From day one of your period, right through to ovulation in the middle of your cycle, your oestrogen is on the rise. So this is the stuff that is laying down the lining of the uterus ready for a pregnancy. So it's a real feel-good hormone. It's a time of energy. It's a time when you feel good about yourself. It's a time when you feel more attractive. And actually, our features even become more symmetrical as we move towards the middle of the month. So oestrogen is there to lay down the lining, to get us ready for a pregnancy, and it makes us feel pretty good. And of course, you know, as you get towards ovulation, you need to attract a mate. 
which is why you feel so good right then. You feel attractive. You feel outgoing. You want to go out into the world. You want to meet people. You're sociable and all of those things. So that's what's going on in that first half of the cycle. So then in the middle of the cycle, ovulation, your ovaries will release an egg from one of their follicles. And it is this follicle which produces something called the corpus luteum. And this then starts to produce progesterone. So we need to release an egg to start producing progesterone. And this is the hormone that sort of takes over in the second half of the month. It becomes the main hormone of the second part of the cycle. And it makes sure that the environment in your uterus is just right to support that fertilized egg. So it kind of dampens everything down a bit. It calms everything down. And it's a real kind of anti-anxiety hormone. It's calming. It makes you want to kind of go inside. It makes you want to be at home more. It makes you want to look after yourself more. It makes you want to comfort yourself more. Because obviously at that point, if there is a fertilized egg, then you need to be in a space where you can kind of nest and look after things and be at home and be calm. So progesterone is kind of dampening everything down a little bit, calming everything down. Then if there is no pregnancy, then that progesterone starts to drop as you move towards your period. And that's one of the reasons why in the couple of days beforehand, you may feel a bit grumpy. You might have the odd mood swing, for sure I do. And I've actually heard of these two hormones likened to fertilizer and a lawnmower. So estrogen is the fertilizer. It's the thing that makes everything grow. It makes everything lush. It makes everything look amazing. Progesterone is the thing that mows the lawn, okay? So that the, the lawn doesn't get overgrown and it doesn't get too much and it doesn't get too big. And it just kind of neatens everything off, calms everything down and brings everything back into balance. So they need each other and they work in harmony together. So because of this, we can feel very different at very different times of the month. So we can experience low mood and energy before and during the first part of our period. Then our energy tends to build right into the middle of the month. We feel better about everything. We feel more confident. We feel happier. And then as the estrogen starts to drop and progesterone rises, we can feel the need to start to nest, to be at home, to kind of go inwards, to be calm. Now, unfortunately, life is geared around a male hormone pattern, which is a daily one. So they tend to feel roughly similar day in, day out in a way that we don't. And that can make it really hard for us because we're living in a world that is not geared around us being able to work around our cycle. We're often pushing through when we should be slowing down. And this can really wear down on us. It can make us feel a bit rubbish. Um, it can sometimes mean that our symptoms last for a bit longer or feel worse than they might do if we were able to work with our cycle a bit better. Now, I'm not obviously not suggesting we can change everything because we've got work, we've got family, and those things are unavoidable. We have to deal with those things. So we can't change everything. But what we can do is we can maybe change our response to what's going on. And there are certain things we can definitely do to kind of take advantage and to use that cycle to, you know, spur us on to greater energy, greater creativity, greater productivity, greater results at the gym, and also so to tell us when we need more rest. And, you know, once we start to understand what is going to work better for us at different times of the month, then it can really benefit us. We can really take advantage of that. So here's the lowdown on what to think about at each of these stages. Now, before I go on, I want to say that exact days are going to vary from person to person. Each stage tends to blend into the next. So it's not a very, you know, it's not a kind of definite cutoff, right? You'll feel energetic today and then tomorrow you won't. It doesn't happen like that. It, it blends a little bit more. And each person's individual. So the way that they feel throughout the month might differ. You might differ slightly from this. So if you do, don't worry about it. Don't be like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> um, it, everybody's slightly different because our hormone levels are all different as well. But the key here 
is to start tracking your own cycle, to start to get to know what your own cycle is like and what is going on. Because when you do that, you can really start to tune into what you need at different times. So what I'm going through here is I suppose a generalised approach is generally how we might feel at certain times of the month. But bear in mind that it's going to vary from person to person. So stage one. So this is the the sort of start of the month. So from the start of your period, you know, for a week or 10 days after that, really. So this tends to be a bit of a time to slow down. It's a good time for planning. It's a good time to go inwards. It's a good time to be at home, to look after yourself. And it is a good time to gather your energy. What we often do is we keep going, we keep pushing through, we keep working hard, we keep doing the hard work out of the gym, we keep doing all the things. When actually, if we allow ourselves just to slow down a little bit, it can really help you with your energy in the second stage, the second phase of your cycle. So if you just keep going now and you don't listen to that and you don't allow yourself to slow down at any point, then it can definitely affect your energy in the next part. Okay. So learning to slow down a little bit here, learning to know when your time is that you need to slow down is really important. Now for me, for example, I tend to feel like this just before my period. So it will be maybe the three to four days beforehand that I feel more tired. I feel the need to slow down. And actually for me, once I get into my period, once it starts by about day two, I'm kind of ready to go again. I'm starting to get my energy back. So like I say, it's going to differ from one person to the next. You might feel that for four or five days of your period, you feel the need to slow down, or you may feel that by the second day, you're ready to go again. That's totally fine. You've just got to find your individualized way around it. You can also be a bit more creative at this point. So it's a really good time for, you know, creative projects at work, times when you can really focus and you can, you know, be really, really productive. It's also when you've got the greatest resilience to stress and you can perform well with your exercise. So if you feel good at this point, then it is a good time to do more, to push harder, to be faster, to lift more. You're also going to recover more quickly as well. So you can work out more often at this point. Now, like I said, you can feel very tired while you're still bleeding. So for the first few days, you may not actually feel like going hard and that's okay as well. For me, once my bleeding starts, I tend to feel the energy coming back and I tend to be able to push a little bit. Don't go crazy <laughs> while you're still bleeding, but your energy will often surge either early on or as you get to the end and you finish your bleed and you'll feel your energy surge. It is a good time for high intensity training. It's a good time for lifting heavier weights. It's a good time for pushing yourself a little bit more. Like I say, you recover better. You also build muscle mass more easily at this time of the month. So go for it. It's what I would say. As soon as you feel that energy coming back, go for it. Don't go too soon because you may drain yourself of energy. But once you feel the energy return, you're good. You're golden. So then we move on to stage two. So this is the middle of your cycle, the middle week, week and a half. So at this point, you're probably feeling at your best. So you feel very sociable. It's a great time to go out and see friends and meet people. You feel more confident. It's a good time for doing things at work that require real confidence. Now, I know you can't always control this, but if you do ever have any control, then middle of the month is a good time for doing presentations and things like that. You know, times when you've got to stand up and, you know, be in front of people and things like that. And you should feel pretty strong at this stage, actually. Your endurance is often good at this time. So you can keep lifting, you can keep pushing, but you will do better with moderate intensity endurance work at this point. So if you're a runner, it's a good time to go for those long runs. You know, if you're a runner, for example, you might want to focus on the strength training in the, the first stage of your month and then focus on the longer endurance work in the middle of your month. 
Now, this can differ from person to person. So, you know, you may find that you have a little bit of low energy after the big surge in estrogen. So be mindful of that as well and listen into that. But generally, you feel good. You feel strong. You feel confident. You know, life is good. Life is good in the middle of that cycle. So, yeah, still go for a bit of intensity. But maybe just, you know, you might not be doing quite such the big lifts. You might not be going quite so fast at this point every cycle. And then you've got stage three where you're moving towards the period. And like I say, you may have a desire to be at home more. You may not want to socialise as much. You may have that kind of desire to tidy and organise and (laughs) nest and do all those things. So it's a really good time to focus on, you know, finishing off projects at work, doing bits of admin, doing those more simple tasks those things, you know, the the sort of list ticker type things. It's a really good time for doing all those things. And be aware of pushing too hard at this point because it can undo some of the gains from earlier in the month. It's a better time for walking, for stretching, for doing those lighter activities. It's not to say that you can't still do resistance training and strength training and lift weights, but maybe don't be going for quite as much intensity. Maybe don't be going for quite such big lifts and things like that. Like, you know, just be a bit more mindful at this point. So you can still do those things, but just be more mindful and also focused on rest where you can. This is an amazing time to help you gather your energy for the next cycle. If you allow yourself a few days when you go to bed a bit earlier, you have a nap in the, at the weekend, you do choose that walk over that high intensity workout. You do some stretching. If you do all of those things, you can give yourself that few days where you really gather your energy so that when you come out into the next stage one, you've got more energy, you've gathered your energy and you are ready to like really use it, really use it to be productive. You know, and often if we do push too hard here, it is at the detriment of your energy in future weeks. And I also want to say here that you get more hungry (laughs) at this point as well. You have a slightly higher energy need. So that feeling of, I just want to eat everything and anything and I need to put food into me and I want the carbs and I want the sugar is kind of normal. You need a bit more energy at that time of the month. And I think that's another reason why the whole, I've spoken about this before, the whole like, oh, eat 1500 calories a day thing, load of rubbish. Okay. Because some days you'll be okay on that, other days you won't. And you might, you know, I often find that during the middle of my cycle, I'm less bothered about food generally. Like I'm, you know, I still get hungry and I still want to eat, but I don't think about it as much. I'm less bothered about it. I will tend to eat slightly lighter things. I'm less fussed about having too many carbs, all those kind of things. Whereas just before my period and at the very start of my period, it's the carbs. (laughs) It's carbs all the way. And I do feel more hungry and I do have that effort attitude of, I'm just going to eat it. I don't care. I don't even care. I'm just having it because I need it right now. So if you do feel like that, don't feel too badly about it because it's normal. It's completely normal. Your body is like telling you what it needs right now. Now, like I say, this is all going to differ slightly from one person to the next. The best thing that you can do is to start to track your own mood, your own energy levels throughout the month for a couple of months and start to see where you can identify these different stages. You can identify kind of roughly where they sit in your month. And that's going to then allow you to start making a plan that's going to serve you better. So you can make a plan for your workouts for sure, you know, harder workouts, more intense workouts, bigger lifts, faster runs at the start of the month, focusing a bit more endurance in the middle of the month. So you might want to say, do lighter weights, higher reps. You might want to go out for your longer runs, those kind of things. And then at the very end of the month, thinking about, right, 
how do I rest? How do I slow down a bit? How do I listen in and, you know, really make sure that I'm not pushing too hard and I'm conserving that energy a little bit. So definitely for your workouts. And then in work life, again, stage one, really allowing yourself to be productive. Use the energy that you've got to be productive and to get the creative projects done and to do the thinking and to like really like just use your brain. Middle of the month, coasting through, doing the, you know, doing the more outward focusing tasks. And then towards the end of the month, just allowing yourself to just slow down a bit, do the admin, finish things off, you know, and focus on a bit more rest at that point. So start to see where those things lie in your cycle, start to see how it feels in your cycle, because it will differ. And then hopefully you can start to use that to like actually capitalise on your cycle and actually use it better rather than just kind of plumping for, oh, I just feel a bit rubbish today. I'm just going to eat all the chocolate. Yeah, eat the chocolate, but also go, yeah, I'll eat the chocolate today, but I know in, you know, in a few days' time, I'm going to feel great and I'm going to be ready to get creative and I'm going to get ready to be really productive. And that is coming. That is coming if I look after myself now. And it can make an amazing difference. It can make such an amazing difference when you start to listen in. And like I said before, for those of you who are not in such regular cycles, then it, it's more about just listening to your body. It's more about slowing down so that you can listen in and you can go, actually, does my body want that really hard workout today? Or just because I've planned a yoga session, does it mean I have to do a yoga session if I'm actually feeling quite energetic and like I could lift some weights? So it's about listening in and adjusting your workout plan accordingly. I'm being a bit more flexible with it as well, I think, because obviously, you know, I will feel really good when I don't necessarily expect to. And I will feel really bad when I don't necessarily expect to sometimes nowadays. So I just have to be a bit more flexible, a bit more nimble, you know, not quite so specific on, I must do this on this day, but actually just listening in. So if that is the case for you, then you can still listen in, you can still use those hormones. You just need to be a bit more flexible with it, I think. So you can gather your energy when you need to and make the most of the high energy times later. And of course, for those of you who do have a regular cycle, like listen in now because it's going to serve you later as well. Right. So I hope that's helpful. That's me for today. I hope it's given you a real insight into a different way to think about your routine throughout your cycle, how you might be able to use that for your benefit how you might be able to use that to become more productive, to get better gains out of your fitness routine, to rest better and therefore give yourself higher energy throughout the month as well. And you know what? If nothing else, then it helps you to not beat yourself up when you find that a workout is really hard at certain times of the month and wondering like, oh, why is this so hard today? Why can't I do this? And then you're like, oh yeah, it's because my period's due. So I, I probably should be feeling like this. Just knowing that it's because it's your hormones can really help can really, really help. So that's me over and out for today. I'd love to know how you get on with this. I'd love to know how you get on with like making the most of your cycle. So as always, thank you so, so, so much for joining me. And I'm going to see you all again next week. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration. <laughs>